Blog Talk Radio. Bienvenidos a WEXP 88.3, donde lo hacemos mejor. Soy Evelyn Bernal y este es mi programa Entre Mujeres. Happy Thursday, this is your host, Evelyn Bernal, and you are listening to your bilingual spot, Entre Mujeres, or Between Women. Drama Queens is our topic for today, so stay tuned, ladies. Very interesting topic, as always. Let's talk about drama queen is a term that is loosely used lately, and it seems to apply to plenty of individuals, especially women that we meet. Drama queen is usually a term that is attached to a female. It might be because of the gender differences. It might be because of the stereotypes. However, you know, for whatever the reason is, that is the case. Trauma queen is usually attached to women, especially if they are very boisterous, if they are very emotional, if they are reactive individuals, then that term applies. There are occasions when we are being a bit emotional, maybe overreacting a bit, and someone will say, calm down, you're being such a drama queen However, the term, the, the actual essence of a drama queen does exist. The actual drama queen exists a little bit different than we know it. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to dissect the drama queen because it might apply to you, it might apply to me. And unless we learn about these issues, then we don't know how to remediate them. Being a drama queen attracts a lot of attention, which is mainly one of the reasons that I think that we engage in dramatic behaviors, especially women, especially if you're surrounded by people or individuals that they don't really react to normal cues. They don't react to like the subtle hints we try to give maybe our loved ones, our significant other, our family members. And so since they don't react to our hints, sometimes we escalate just to get our message across. So what happens? How does one become a drama queen? Well, let's get a little scientific here. Let's go back to your formation years, okay? Drama queens are, being a drama queen involves the body and it involves the behavior, Obviously, we'll get more into it as the show progresses. But just remember that being overly dramatic has to do with the body and it has to do with behavior because there are changes in your body when you are aroused and not in a sexual way. I mean like in a I'm in a conflict, I'm upset kind of way. And so that's why it involves the body. There's changes in our body. And also it involves behavior because we might have picked it up or learned this, this way of responding to life, you know, across our lifespan. When we were born, let's go back to those wee years of infancy. When we were born, a person or an individual doesn't, isn't really born with logic. Our logic hasn't really developed. However, we are born with instinct. 
That is the reason that a baby can survive because they have instincts. A baby doesn't tell itself. Baby, you have a dirty diaper. You could start crying now so they can change you. A baby doesn't know that. There are no words created yet in their mind. The reasoning is not there. However, a baby feels the uncomfortableness of a dirty diaper. They feel the uncomfortableness of maybe a rash coming on because of the dirty diaper. And so the instinct, the feelings in the body, the sensations elicit a reaction in order to get their needs met. We were born with instinct, and thanks to this beautiful gift of being born with instinct, we were able to survive without communicating. That being said, this all comes from our nervous system. Our nervous system dictates how we respond to a situation. Many of you have probably heard of the fight or flight response. And this response is basically if you, if you perceive a threat, okay, so let's say that you perceive a dog and you are terrified of dogs like me. I used to be terrified. I used to have a phobia for dogs when I was little. I, as soon as I, I saw a dog, I'd be like, oh, geez, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite me. It's going to chase me, even though the dog would, like, pay me no attention but my fight or flight mode instinctively kicked in. And I'll tell you a story. One time, uh, I think I was walking through a cul-de-sac and there was this like very unassuming dog, probably didn't even know I existed. And I saw the dog, the dog turned around to see me. And as soon as he did that, I like my skates flew off and I jumped in the back of a pickup truck because I thought, oh, geez, the dog saw me. It's going to get me. You know, after I realized that there was people staring at me because I, I, my skates flew off and I was in the back of a pickup truck that was did not be, belong to my family, I realized, like, how ridiculous that was. The dog wasn't even listening to me. However, that is the defense mechanisms that we have in order to survive. It's called our fight or flight mode. When our body perceives a threat, immediately we release adrenaline which creates energy. We release a whole bunch of chemicals like cortisol. There's changes in the body. You become short of breath. Your pupils become dilated. Your heart rate increases. There's restricted oxygen to your blood. And our body becomes aroused. So you might be asking yourself, like, thank you for the information on the sensory system. What does this have to do with drama queen? Well, I'm getting there. Um, and so this, this form of, of mechanism in our body is exactly what makes us survive in case of a threat. Animals have the same instinctive, instinctive kind of system. I don't know if you've heard sometimes, like, these, there's certain type of animals that will not attack unless they feel threatened. So they're like, stay away from those animals. If they feel threatened, they will attack. Well, human beings have the same system, and it's because, it's because of this that we were able to stay alive. We're able to notice if there's anything in our environment that is dangerous. How does this relate to drama queens? Well, one of my theories, and I think that I could safely say that there, is, there are other social workers that probably, or clinicians that probably believe the same way. There's actually research to demonstrate 
the effects of growing up in a home where there is constant stress, when there is maybe abuse, where there is constant conflict. Well, we were talking about the nervous system. So when you are living in a home, and, and some individuals, some, some of us think that it has to be something extreme like you're being sexually abused in your home. Well, that's obviously one thing that's going to mess with your nervous system, but it doesn't have to be so extreme. Remember, the most common type of abuse in children is neglect. You might not have been abused physically, sexually, but you might have grown up in a home where you were a victim of neglect because maybe your parents were always working, or maybe you were in a single-parent single household and you were neglected emotionally and physically because your parents had to work or your, your single parent had to work to survive. So your environment was chronically stressful. You were emotionally neglected. So when we grow up in these types of environments, our, our nervous system, that kind of thermometer that helps us to perceive threats is hijacked. Because when there is constant stress in a home, our bodies are constantly aroused. So after I saw the dog, just to illustrate this point, after I saw the dog, I, like, I kicked my, my skates off, my skates flew off. I jumped in the back of the truck, right? And after, I noticed that there was nothing going on. The dog was merely minding its own business. Then my body went back to normal, and I realized that I was safe. There was no more threat. I could grab my skates, put them on, and continue on my merry way. Our nervous system is supposed to calm down after we perceive a threat. The problem is, and just to add to that, being in a fight-or-flight mode, perceiving a threat, our body goes back to normal when it perceives the threat is gone. So our body should come back to homeostasis, to normal breathing, to normal thinking patterns, to, you know, being relaxed, to our, our everything, our muscles being relaxed, right? You should go back to normal. The problem is when our childhood experiences are chronically stressful, abusive, conflictive, it hijacks our system. And so our thermometers or those gauges inside of us get stuck. And we get stuck in the aroused mode. We are always in the threat mode. We're always in that fight mode. Are there individuals who grow up in, in situations like this and go the opposite? Yes, but we're not talking about them. We are talking about drama queens, the origins of becoming a drama queen. So our, our, our nervous system, our thoughts, our responses become hijacked, and we're always kind of on the attack. Have you met those kind of people where they feel like any feedback you give them, even if it's negative or positive, they're always on the defensive? You're like, whoa, like, chill out, girl. It's not, it's not a criticism. Like, I'm just, you know... I'm just pointing out an observation or I'm just sharing with you what I thought. They, they are extra responsive and sensitive to conflict because, again, 
they are very sensitive because of their nervous system. And so they react quickly. So there's actually a lot of research to show that that um, that growing up in an environment that is chronically stressful, chronically conflictive, or abusive hijacks our nervous system, and we are aroused, and this is where your drama queens come from. Even if, you know, there was no type of abuse in your home, but if you grow up with, like, a super rigid mother who is, like, super critical, obviously, like, the child, the, the, the child, the female, is always on edge because, you know, what am I going to do now that my mom is going to criticize or what am I going to do now that is going to be wrong? And so this is the reason that drama queens exist because our nervous systems are hijacked. We are always on the attack mode. And believe it or not, these kinds of, these kinds of, um, of responses become addictive. Think about it. Think about when was the last dramatic, dramatic argument you had with somebody. Drama queens have poor communication skills. They yell, they criticize, maybe they, um, they voice their opinions loudly or assertively, but they don't really know how to express themselves um, accurately. Because if a, if a drama queen knew how to express themselves in a healthy, in, a, in an effective manner, they wouldn't be drama queens because they wouldn't need to resort to, like, yelling and aggression and intimidating and arguments and discussions. They wouldn't have to resort to those kinds of behaviors to get their point across. It, ex- it exerts emotions. It, it exerts strong emotions. And when somebody's like constantly upset and they're like arguing and they are constantly trying to get their point across and they are constantly um, working or dancing around drama, those are strong emotions on the body, but they give a release. And when a drama queen <laughs> releases, like exerts all that energy, she probably feels better, but everybody else around her feels crappy because it's very likely that a drama queen did not express herself in the most healthy manner and she hurt others around her. So what we now know is that if you are a drama queen, you probably have very poor emotional regulation. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Evelyn, what is that? Talk to us in terms that we understand that actually did happen to me. I was getting, I was um, getting, I was, I, th- I think, at the beauty shop somewhere, and I was trying to explain to this, to the female, I was trying to explain some kind of, like, interpersonal skill, and she's like, hey, talk to me in, like, lay language. I don't know what you're saying. So if that happens, I do apologize. But remember, you can always contact me and ask me. I'm always open to questions via my inbox. I'll give you my deets after the show. So going back to emotional regulation, which is why we went on this tangent. Emotional Drama queens have poor emotional regulation. In other words, they don't have healthy ways to express their emotions. So drama queens 
express themselves by maybe like avoiding it like oh oh, mm -mm, i'm not even gonna get into it i'm gonna ignore the situation and i'm not even gonna get into it and we all know how that works out right especially since we were like just just festering drama queens argue or they resist they become easily offended they become involved in others' drama even when not when it's not their drama. Why? Because drama queens have very poor emotional boundaries. They don't understand that. Let's give a perfect, perfect example, okay, of something that we cannot change. Okay, we cannot change our spouse. Unfortunately for us women, we cannot change our spouse. Would we want to change our spouse? Well, maybe not completely. However, we pro- there's probably things that we could modify about them. Totally out of our control, sometimes they do not want to make those changes. Well, a drama queen is going to fight about it. Like, why are you not making that change if it is making me so upset? Because drama queens ha- don't have the ability to communicate effectively, and they don't know how to control those emotions. Like, oh, it's eating me up, but I don't do anything healthy with it. So. I react. Drama queens react and they overreact because, well, they're very, they're overly sensitive to conflict. We did say that our our nervous systems sometimes are hijacked. They are already on the aroused end of the spectrum, right? So they react over things that were really very minimal sometimes because they weren't able to communicate it before, so it just festers and festers and festers. And drama queens take everything personal, going back to our nervous system, right? Because of the chronic stress in their formation years, when their developmental system, where their nervous system was forming, because there was always some kind of threat, whether it was emotional, whether it was physical, we are stuck in that mode. So we take everything personal because we are stuck in everything is a threat when it might not be. And so drama queens seek to resolve their emotional distress by going outward. For example, you as my friend told me like, dude, you need to tone it down. You don't have to be so dramatic, right? Being the good drama queen I am, perceiving like oh you're attacking me well then I'm gonna be like well you're my friend I thought you're my friend like pick a side whose side are you on and then I the drama queen is going to start feeling wronged because the friend is not on her side when the friend is merely saying like girl just calm down like it's not a big deal and so we drama queens want to fix their situations by focusing and blaming outside because again it's, it's very mature for a drama queen to say, you know what, I need to start handling my emotions because this is the only thing I can't control. And so drama queens escape by blaming. It is a way of escaping because if I blame you, then I don't really have to focus on my consistent patterns of poor emotional regulation. And also, if I blame you, well, I don't really have to make any changes. A lot of information and if, and really good information, not just because I'm saying it, but I will tell you that learning about emotions and learning about my own personal patterns definitely, definitely contributes to overall a better mood, overall a better perspective on life. 
So we're going to take a quick, quick break because our time is going, but we're going to, we're going to end with why drama is addicting. We want to thank our sponsors, WEXP and the Eon Experience for sponsoring this show. And I want to invite you to visit my page on Instagram and Facebook, Evelyn Bernal, Life Coach. Again, any questions, just feel free to give me a shout out. Let's go to a quick break and we'll be right back. I got that act right, woo, I'm meant to be a star, I ain't scared of no limelight, straight up, life way too short, gotta focus, get the bag right, yeah, got love for the city, but I'd rather catch a long flight, that's what happens when you act right, money is power, 100 I dash, I live life for freedom, then lock down my past, not greedy, but really, I'd rather have cash, than you up in my face, our friendship won't last, Loyalty over bullshit Got some anger issues So I hold it with a full clip I do everything probably once So don't think I won't pull it Little sexy in the mirror Only know how I'm moving Speeding up Nah, I ain't pop a Percocet Related to the plug So how much you really trying to get Passport getting beat up I don't give a fuck about Tom Ford I want a Nike check America got me upset I just want a jet Little baby, give me head Check my resume I'll qualify to say just what I said So I gotta act right I ain't trying to get left, little nigga I got that act right Woo. I'm meant to be a star, I ain't scared of no limelight Straight up, life way too short, gotta focus, get the bag right Yeah, got love for the city, but I'd rather catch a long flight That's what happens when you act right Be humble, that's what my mama said But when I pull up, I keep leaving them dead, leaving them dead Better know your place, I'm coming for your position My family ties on the set, they keeping their fingers twisted The mission is simple, music controlling all of my mental I'ma make this shit go viral, boss shit is what I'm into Applying pressure on you niggas, you ain't keeping up Got 99 problems, that's what leave a bitch is every single one Bad motherfucking queen, you know that little hat daddy stunt I can get you high without smoking on a single blunt Welcome back. This is Evelyn Bernal, and you are listening to Entre Mujeres. Why is drama so addicting? Well, think of this. Individuals who use drugs, drink, smoke, understand that when they drink, when they smoke, or when they do drugs, there's a feel-good experience because it's all the chemicals that are elicited by the drugs in the brain, right? That is the problem that drugs are such an issue because they, not that they're good for you, but the reality is, is they give pleasurable feelings, especially intense pleasurable feelings, especially initially. Drama, conflict, anger is the same way. When we are constantly connecting to drama, it alters our mood because if we if we are normally like on a baseline once we start getting into drama once we start getting into it with somebody once we start an argument once we're starting we decide to embark in this like i don't know beef with someone 
there's physiological changes. There's adrenaline in your body. Again, going back to that attack mode, we're in attack mode, and we feel like the surge of energy. And without a drama queen knowing, it is an experience that she continues to seek and relieve. And it's and that is partly the reason that they constantly engage in drama because their body's used to instantly being aroused. The intense energy is always arousing and it's also mood altering. Drama queens get used to defending themselves because their system is always in threat mode. And remember we were talking about um, drama queens drama is usually physiological and it's behavioral well the physiological part is the body part is the the body aspect what you experience when you are engaging in drama your breathing gets shallow your energy like is surge your body is tense there is definitely a physical reaction the other component of being a drama queen is learned behavior because drama queens were usually raised by other drama queens. We were raised by women who were argumentative, raised by women who were constantly having conflict maybe with our siblings or our family or significant others, or they were constantly yelling. And so drama queens can't consider that another person's feedback because they are, they're always defensive. They are trying to self-preserve. They feel like they are still that child that was in that home environment, the system still feels. So what do you do? What do you do if you are a drama queen? Well, I think the most important aspect of changing maybe the behavior, especially if it doesn't work, is start learning how to regulate your emotions and be responsible for your emotions. That means if you are upset, don't immediately attack. Don't immediately argue. Don't immediately confront. Just think about it. Is this really worth it? Is there anything that I'm going to get out of this? And number two, learn how to communicate effectively. So number one, learn emotional regulation. Number two, be responsible for your actions. And number three, learn ways of dealing with conflict. Learn ways of communicating that are healthy. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Just want to remind you that we are here every Thursday and we're usually talking about some mental health aspect of. If you feel like time runs out quick, we really couldn't about like elaborate on something or other, I do want to invite you to visit my pages. I am on Facebook and Instagram under Evelyn Bernal Life Coach and you can hit me up there. I also want to invite you to shop my collection of exquisite leather purses imported from Mexico. If you look at this link's show, there is one of the one of the images has my company's name in Spanish. It's El Chipilon. But you could definitely also find those links on my Facebook page. To all you drama queens, this is especially for you. It doesn't mean that you are wrong. It just means that we need to find healthier ways of dealing with our drama instead of constantly engaging in it. This is your host, Evelyn Bernal. I will see you next week. And this was your bilingual spot, Entre Mujeres.
Wednesday can't my, 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 my. shotgun holster like two kicks wrapped up in a hostess focus no dodge black magic huh. hands sliding on the cockpit they got static Word. I love it Word. you know I'm an addict on it like a maverick when it is a habit draft pick uh working hard to live average no laps I just want to live lavish smoking on that crush what you smoking on that about my cash and yes I'm a savage uh, I need cabbage Summer's here so I need those Bugs Bunny Jordan Have it, fall back Eat some catfish, you're never gonna have shit I see you standing there and you mad at me You see me working at it Hope you ain't mad at it I'ma keep working at it Because I'm an addict Baby, I see you working at it Never do 